This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. This Joycast is a free service brought to you by Joy 94.9. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au. Greetings, loved ones. Let's take a journey. The Roundup on Joy 94.9. From the nitty to the gritty. For a fault to develop two years after the aircraft actually enters service, it's almost guaranteed to be a manufacturing fault. The outright political... You can't pay your respects to somebody that has left down a coal mine. The frightfully bizarre... I would tell George Bush I didn't have the grounds to call him a racist. And everything in between. I'm not lesbian. I'm not even kind of lesbian. You're listening to Joy 94.9 and this is The Roundup. Hello and welcome to your weekly dose of opinionated current affairs, news and gossip, The Roundup on Australia's only lesbian and gay radio station, Joy 94.9. I'm Ellie Pelletier and returning from holidays this week is the very tanned looking Michael Pinter Bonner. Hello, Ellie. Hello, Michael. Welcome back. Lovely to see you glowing there on the other side of the panel. Hey, listen, on tonight's show, we are very, very lucky to be talking to X Factor crooner, Mr. Paige Phoenix, uh, Dick Smith might be recasting himself as Robin Hood and we'll be asking, are you a man who's been a victim of workplace sexual harassment? Some interesting stats on that. Let us know your thoughts. SMS 0427 JOY 949 or email on air at joy.org.au Thanks Ali. Michael Pintaboni here with the news and current affairs wrap on the Roundup and fresh after taking out the US Open Samantha Stoza reckons she stands a chance at capturing even more Grand Slam titles. Stoza beat out tennis juggernaut Serena Williams to be become the first Aussie to take out the US Open since 1980. Stoza now has her eyes firmly set on the number one world ranking. The PM is appealing to the opposition to support its migration laws to avoid another embarrassing moment in the High Court. Ms Gillard joined the Immigration Minister Chris Bowen to announce that changes to the country's migration laws are definitely on the cards. The government will need the support of the coalition to get any new legislation through both houses of parliament. The US President Barack Obama has written to the Prime Minister thanking Australia for its commitment and partnership in the fight against terrorism. The letter was personally delivered to the PM from the US Ambassador in a moving ceremony at Parliament House yesterday. It's been 10 years since the tragic events of September 11 claimed the lives of 3,000 American and international citizens. And 365gay.com is reporting that the third Utah resident in just as many weeks has been attacked because of his sexuality. The attack comes after a spate of other attacks in the conservative US city. Police say the latest attack on Cameron Nelson was unprovoked and are investigating whether the attacks are linked. And that is the news and current affairs wrap on the Roundup. Back to you, Ellie. Oh, Mike, you know how I love crazy animal news, right? Oh, no. You know, we were talking about that cow a few weeks ago who was, you know, hiding and stuff. Well, I have to say there's something about the kind of northern European countries. There's been a drunk moose discovered entangled in an <laughs> apple tree in Sweden. Yep, seriously. So the police and rescue services had to be called to free the moose, which was drunk from eating fermented apples. They had to saw the branches of the tree off to get the moose out. What a scandalous moose. I know. And totally how clever scandalous. Too, totally I clever. I didn't know that. I suppose he was having apple cider. Totally apple cider. What a, what that a, is a moose who knows his booze. What do moose drink? I mean, eat? <laughs> 
don't know. Should we be having some grass with some, yeah, with some a apple grass? Side. Yep, indeed. Yeah. And, um, Mike, we, we didn't talk about September 11. That's right. So tonight's show, we won't be covering September 11. Um, it's been done quite a few times in quite a few different ways um, on Joy and, and other media outlets as well. Um, so we won't be talking about it, but there was a really interesting special on today, which the guys from Salt and Pepper did from 12 to 1, which you can go to joy.org.au and podcast. That was a really moving tribute and there was a real gay focus in that. So we heard a lot about the lives of people from our community that were lost in and affected by September 11. Great. So check that out. Coming up next, we are going to be talking to one of this year's X Factor contenders. He stands a real chance of taking out the crown. And his name is Paige Phoenix. You are on Joy 94.9. First though, Melanie C with Think About It. Hello, this is Carrie Fisher, and you're tuned in to Joy 94.9, Australia's first and only gay and lesbian radio station. Yes, you are with the Roundup with Michael and Ali. You can visit us on Facebook. Go to facebook.com forward slash the Roundup on Joy 94.9. Now, we are very excited about our next guest. If you haven't heard the name Paige Phoenix, you must familiarize yourself with him now. He is an awesome talent, an Aussie talent, that is going to be a real contender for the X Factor this year. Now, he is with us on the line, but a quick reminder, in case you don't know who Paige is, have a listen to this. Brilliant song, done really well. Welcome to the Roundup page. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Do you know what? That just brought all the hair up on my arms again. Uh, <laughs> that's fantastic. Okay, Paige, listen, we know that the show's been on air now, you know, since Hubba 7 mm. today. Mm. Are you in? Are you not in? We haven't been able to watch the it. We've been in the studio. Been, oh, the timing's just been so intense because I'm sitting here and I'm like aware that I had to, you know, give you guys a call at a particular time and, and they were just playing out uh, on the show the, uh, the outcome for the over. 25s and it was literally the exact time that I had to call that they were announcing that yes I did get through to, uh, <laughs> Congratulations to the, top, uh, the, top, the top 6 for my category so yeah That congratulations. is fantastic news we're so pleased for Thank you. you 
Mm. Oh, some really pleased as well. It's amazing how, like, even, like, I've already lived it and I, I know the outcome and yet it's still an incredibly emotional experience to actually sit through it and um, and just sort of watch. And I don't know if that's because when you're in it, you kind of, there's some something that you do internally to distance yourself a little bit to protect yourself from the intensity of the process, but to actually watch it, um, yeah, it's, it's full tilt, you know. It was, a, it was really, it was big. Well, yeah. you are definitely in the limelight and you're being very entertaining in the limelight oh, so from you. a perspective's point of view. Now, you've been thrust into that limelight. So, you know, it can be good and bad. What has it been like for you, Paige? Yeah, well, the first thing that I would say is that I wasn't really thrust into it. I put myself there. It was definitely a very conscious um, decision that I made to do it. So, yeah, I, I feel like I, I did a lot to, to make myself ready for it in as much as you can. And at the same time, I mean, how can you ever prepare yourself for something like this? Like, it's really quite um, astounding, that particularly in an era where the internet is so massive, like, you know, I mean, it was it was getting for national standards, like the hit on, on YouTube, the count was like, you know, 35,000, 40,000, 45,000, and then Perez Hilton actually picked up the live auditions clip and put it on his page, and it got like a quarter of a million hits in two hours or something obscene like that, so it's just gone berserk, and um, yeah, like, I mean, we went down to Lismore for a party and walked into, like, my old local and, and got completely mobbed by people there. So adjusting to that is like a bit of a thing. But, uh, you know, um, it's it's an amazing experience and I'm, I'm very grateful for all of it. Now, Paige, we are very proud of you um, as members of the Joy community because you are a member of our community as right. well. Right for people that aren't aware, you are female to male. Yep. Um, transition there um that's something that's been incredibly challenging for you as well yeah it's i mean you've you you talked earlier about having to make a conscious decision to put yourself in that limelight and i know in your audition footage you could see that moment where you said yeah and you know i've had needed some things to fall into place in my life and they asked you what that was and you just came out with it it was so brave and so huge you know you talk about what you did, how you made the decision, or why you made the decision to actually go on the X Factor and to be as open as you have been. Yeah, Ali. So I guess like the, the there's sort of two ways that I think about it, and one is that when I when I think about it, I think well, there's there's something so not spectacular about it in terms of the fact that it's just me being myself like I'm a vocalist and I'm a transsexual man and that that's just my story and who I am and I have a very big commitment to living authentically in my life and so in as far as that's concerned you know I'm just another person doing my life and doing what I do and then there's another line that kind of feels a bit like well this really is a defining moment in our in our history as as queer folk because we haven't had an out transsexual musician in the mainstream or even a celebrity um, in in the mainstream. I mean, Chaz is um, carrying a a huge uh, weight at the moment over in uh, in the states as an out transsexual uh, man who is going on to Dancing with the Stars and all of that kind of stuff. So. Yeah, you know, like it's it's an opportunity for us to really pull into the mainstream an experience that not many people have had um, an interaction with and that um, I think is largely still misunderstood as far as queer culture is concerned. And so, yeah, it's, it's a really awesome opportunity and I'd, I have to say that, you know, the decision for, for me to uh, live as an out transsexual man was choiceless. That's just who I am. Um, but the spin that it's been given by the show, by Fremantle Media and the producers 
I just could not be happier with. Like, I feel like they've really done a service to the queer community and to me as an individual in the way that they've chosen to put that footage together and portray my story. Yeah, I think they've they've done just... They've really done you justice. It feels like it's very authentic and um, and you're right, the spin is positive. Can I ask a bit of a question about yeah. how T's affected your voice? Like, Did you have a voice before transition? Like, yeah. how's, it, how's it affected? Well, like, yeah, like I've always sung and my voice, um, my range was very different. The way that testosterone acts on the vocal cords is that they lengthen... Um, my my voice is a very different instrument. I mean, it was the it was the one thing that really gave me major pause for thought in terms of my decision to medically transition was the possibility that I might lose my voice. So, yeah, like it was just, it was a definite a scary possibility that I might not have a voice. And I just sang as much as I could, but I went through all the puberty stuff of um, you know not having much control and finding that my voice got sore very quickly and and then just needing to make that adjustment between where you kind of sit psychologically like how you operate your voice with your mind like I might go to make a certain sound in a way that I used to make it before and find that I just can't do that anymore so there's been a retraining um, that's been required and and learning new material as well like now I can sing all these songs that like I might have liked before like you know for example the you know the NXS song that just wouldn't have been in my range so yeah yeah, it's been kind of fun the show's given me a chance to take it out for a spin it's kind of cool because your voice is pretty awesome now you know it's like it's really really great Um, listen can I also ask you a bit of a personal question. Oh, no. Here we go. <laughs> She's been wanting to yes, ask I'd you this the entire <laughs> Whoa, whoa. <laughs> I wasn't even asking that, but sure, I hear you moving to Melbourne. So um, let's, um, we're friends on Facebook now. So right on, right sure, on. let's. On topic, okay, Ali. On topic. All right, sorry. I'm, um, I'm getting a bit distracted. It is about your love life because I know in the audition tape there was a girl on a, you know, on your, on your computer, on your laptop that you were talking to, one Sarah, and now all over Facebook there's a different Sarah. <laughs> and like, can you just clarify for people yeah. what's going on? Oh, that's I'm so glad that you asked me that because I have tried to like clarify that on my YouTube channel and stuff. But the footage from boot camp, quite clearly, a lot of this stuff is pre-recorded and some of it months and months ago. So I was seeing someone. Uh, I was over in the states from uh, like February, uh, March, uh, January, February, March, and then um, I was sort of met someone and we were seeing each other. And yeah, and it just the long distance thing was just proving too difficult and. So so we ended up making a decision to let it go. And I think that the, you know, the network just wanted to run that part of the story, even though they knew that we weren't together anymore because, you know, whatever it works for TV drama or they just liked it or, yeah, you know, it was, so they did. It was pretty cute. She, yeah, it was pretty cute, yeah. And, you know, she's amazing and, you know, like our, we have a great friendship now and that's that's great. And the woman who I'm with, ironically enough, also ha- happens to have the same Christian name. <laughs> so all their different spelling and, um, and it's far more awesome, by the way. So. Oh. <laughs> Oh, you're going to get so many so points for that. Oh, you good, are going to get mate. heaps of points and you sound incredibly smitten by the new Sarah. I'm so stoked. Like, honestly, she's just the most incredible woman and she's been a, a huge support to me. And um, so, yeah, like, yeah, it's great. It's all good. Well, Paige, if that all falls over, you can come to Melbourne and Ali is very available um, and very interested. So you can definitely, I'll, I'll hook Michael, you guys up. That be professional. Def- I'm very professional. Um, Paige, before we do let you go, can we ask you to introduce Adam Lambert what do you want from me? Which, if you are watching The X Factor, you will know that Paige sung brilliantly in the Boot Camp Challenge, which I think that was just great. If you can introduce that for us, you will be a total I would champ. love to do that. Thank you so much for having me, guys. Um, this is Paige Elliott Phoenix, and you're listening to Michael and Ali on The Roundup, um, Joy FM. This is Adam Lambert's What Do You Want From Me? 
Hi, this is Kathy Freeman, and you're listening to Australia's gay and lesbian radio station, Joy 94.9. You are with Michael and Ali on the Roundup on Australia's only lesbian and gay radio station, Joy 94.9. You can let us know your thoughts throughout the show about anything, SMS 0427 Joy 949 or phone 1300 569 949. Robin Hood, Robin Hood, riding through the glen. Robin Hood, Robin Hood, with his band of men, feared by the bad, loved by the good, Robin Hood, Robin Hood, Robin Hood. (laughs) Michael, what was that for? (laughs) You may be wondering why we're playing the 1950s theme to Robin Hood, and it is because Dick Smith is becoming Robin Hood. That's right. If you want to see Dick in green tights, then you know Dick Smith. Sorry, innuendos. Now, Dick Smith is becoming, is becoming a little bit of a Robin Hood. He is suggesting that the rich, and I mean the big-time rich, we're talking your like your billionaire bankers, your mining magnets, people that are like the creme de la creme of Australian society when it comes to money, at least. He is suggesting they are all a little bit selfish and that they should actually be giving more money to charity. Have a listen to what Mr Smith had to say. I'm quoting come from a, a report done by the Petri Foundation, which says that, I'll read this, on average, our wealthy appear to allocate around 1% of that net, net worth to philanthropy. Uh, of course, in America, it's 15%. And this foundation says, if you're wealthy in America and you don't give, you're seen as a social pariah. How do we stack up in Australia? Well, in a nutshell, and by passing the usual hand-wringing so as not to upset our wealthy, appalling would be the word, or perhaps the better word would be greedy. Do you agree with Mr Smith there? I mean, he himself is a millionaire, and if you read up on his bias, he enjoys ballooning and he enjoys helicopter rides, things that, you know, people that are quite wealthy enjoy doing. He does give a lot of money to charity, so I will give him that there. But do you agree with him? 0427JOY949, should the rich be forced to give money to charity? That's the next thing that he says, that, you know, if they don't give money to charity, they should be forced to give at least 15% of their income. I personally don't know where I sit on this one, Ali. Mm, I don't know. I think he was. I, I think that there was some kind of humour in what he was saying because he also talked about, you know, rich people in Australia um, having their passports taken away if they didn't um, give philanthropically and he suggested that, yes, 15% is a really good number but he also said, you know, maybe someone, the mega, mega, mega rich like Bill Gates has to give 50% of his earnings every year to charity. So, look, I certainly think that it would be really fantastic if people gave to charity but if you force them to do it, it's like adding an extra tax to them, it stops becoming charity and becomes, you know, an extra tax. So I'm not sure. I'm a bit torn. I I get what Dick's doing, um, that he he wants to encourage Australians to be more philanthropic and, you know, to be seen as being good dudes, but... Yeah, and we've had an SMS in from Glenda who says that, you know, charity is a choice. And if you force people to give money to charity, then it's no longer a charity at all. And I I do tend to agree with that myself. What do you think? 0427JOY949. Something else that Mr Smith said quite pointedly, I can't talk tonight. He said that the system 
that we live in, Australian society. We are very lucky to live in Australia, aren't we? Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of privileges that allow people to get to positions when they earn a lot of money. And he has something really interesting to say about that. Ethos that if you've done well, it's not just because of your own natural brilliance, it's because you're in the United States and that's an incredible democracy. Well, the, the attitude should be the same here. Many of my wealthy mates just say, oh, Dick, I pay my taxes, and I happen to know they pay the minimum tax, but they don't donate any money. Now, I mean... There's that idea there. You're coming from a community which has supported you, you know, through the education system, through the welfare system, if you were in that position at any stage in your life, through even the legal system when it comes to inheritance. The richest person in this country inherited her fortune from her father who was a mining magnate. So there is a system there that supports you should you be forced to give back to that system. Well, uh, yeah, I think Dick says no millionaire is truly self-made. But I guess, you know, like the thing with the public giving... So, you know, some millionaires or some really rich people are saying, well, we give, but we give privately. But I guess the thing, do they? You can't tell. You don't know. So the thing with the public giving, is it is it buying your own PR, you know? I think it kind of is in a way, you know. Quite often you'll see the celebrity who was the spokesperson for XXY Charity. I think it's great that they are definitely getting behind that charity, but... Human beings, by their very nature, are very self-interested. Yes. Let us know your thoughts. 0427-JOY-949. Should the rich be forced to give money to charity a percentage of their income? Mm. We want to know what you think. First, though, well, not first, coming up in just under four minutes, Ali's going to talk to us about nude babies, which I don't understand what that means, Ali, but you've got to stick around to find out. You're listening to The Roundup with Ali and Michael on Joy 94.9. It's gossip time on The Roundup. Celebs are bad. They'll be found out Anastasia and the crew will tell you what they did do. Madonna's bad. Britney's sad. Lady Gaga's wearing a bag. It's gossip time. Gotta go. Gotta get on. Gossip time with the show. Gossip time. That's right, it is gossip time with the wonderful Ali Pelletier. She's still blushing after our interview with Paige. I am. And you know what? It looks like things are getting serious for Emma Watson and her new boy. The Harry Potter star has recently uh, reportedly asked the 24-year-old boyfriend, Johnny Simmons, to be with her when she starts university at Oxford next month for her English degree. The two spent a weekend together in Los Angeles in July before Emma flew home to the UK to prepare for her uni studies. The couple met while filming The Perks of Being a Wallflower in June this year. Given their vote... (laughs) Yeah. Sorry, what's given, that movie called? The Perks of Being a Wallflower. Okay. And you know what? Given that they've only been together for a couple of months, shacking up together seems a pretty bold move. Oh, she's pretty bold out, Emma. She took on Voldemort. She did, mm. indeed. So and it could be, the, could be the start of something beautiful. Something else kind of beautiful. Comedian Kathy Griffin has more chutzpah than you may have thought. She's posted a naked photograph of herself stripped down to her underwear and putting on a show for the window washer dangling outside of her bedroom window. So what's chutzpah? Guts. Ah. Yeah. Look, I've posted the um, picture on the Roundup's Facebook page, so check it out. Which is the roundup.com forward slash, no, facebook.com forward slash the Roundup on Joy 94.9. Kathy Griffin, Griffin is 50 years old and her body is amazing. I have to say, go and have a look at it. Uh, another 
celebrity getting their kid off, Demi Moore gets her kid off yet again on Twitter uh, as well, this time to illustrate a wise saying. Remember, you've got your own back, the 48-year-old tweeted, along with a pic of her naked back reflected in the bathroom mirror. From what we've seen on Twitter, we can only assume Demi spends a lot of time in front of the bathroom mirror with a camera. Last year, she tweeted a bunch of pics of herself in a bikini and boyfriend Aston Kutcher, yeah, That's get, the it, one, yes. get it right, has a real talent for catching his sweetheart's private angles and posting them all over the internet too. Demi followed up her bareback tweet with a message to remember to be your own best friend and find light and protection from within yourself. Oh, that's so... Yeah, deep. Thanks, Demi. Uh, A controversial artist, Daniel Edwards, has difficulty, uh, definitely figured out, sorry, that nudity plus celebrity plus a little bit of wrongness equals success. Only a month after creating a nude sculpture of teenagers Justin Bieber and Selena Gomez, he's unveiled a naked bust of the late Amy Winehouse. Oh, that's a bit tacky. Yeah, he says, I thought of her as a beautifully delicate fairy tale princess waiting to be rescued from fame and addiction, but her prince never came, says Edwards. In the past, he created artworks of Octomum, Britney Spears, a breastfeeding Angelina Jolie, and even Suri Cruz's gold-plated turd. Yeah. Is it too soon for him to be tackling Amy Winehouse? Let us know your thoughts. SMS 0427 JOY949 or email onair at joy.org.au. I can post that pic on Facebook too if you too like. Too soon and far, far, far too tacky. Leave mm. Amy alone. Yep. In more naked kind of news, Mariah Carey's kids were always going to be divas. Right from the moment they entered the world, her husband, Nick, Cannon has revealed details of the incredible song and dance routine, literally, that greeted twins Munro and Moroccan as they were born. Uh, he says it was definitely over the top. The lighting had to be perfect. My wife was like, if you've got a camera, you make sure the lighting is right. And even the doctors were adjusting the lights. She wanted her song Fantasy from her live performance from Madison Square Gardens to be playing when the babies came out so they could be born to a round of applause. And here is what that sounds like. I was grateful to God for giving me this. And out they come. Yep. The ba- would you want to be born to that? I don't know. The babies. I don't were- think I'd want to be born to Mariah Carey. The babies were born. F- Ooh, babies were born four months ago on Mariah and Nick's wedding anniversary. Amazingly, the couple renewed their vows just hours after the birth, uh, and that's how much of a diva my wife is. Added Nick. Not only did she give birth to twins, hours later she was in a gown, in hair and makeup. Oh, yep. but she'll have those poor little kids in like heels and you know tiaras by the age of like you know six months. I think they're both boys. But anyway, well, moving on. Well, they could still be in heels. Moving on. Who else? is naming babies. Spice Girl Mel B named her first two daughters Phoenix Chai and Angel Iris. Iris. So I was sort of expecting something pretty bizarre for baby number three born a week ago in LA but according to Radar Online Mel B and Stephen Belafonte's uh, girl has been named Madison Brown Belafonte. It's pretty darn ordinary compared to her older sisters. So there you go. Look, if you thought those baby names were a bit bad uh, Pete Wentz and Ashley Simpson's bub Bronx Mowgli Mowgli won award for the worst baby name of 2008. Uh, Peter Andre and Katie Price's daughter, Princess Tiami. It's a combination of Katie's mother's name, Thea, and uh, Amy. Gwyneth Paltrow and Chris Martin named their daughter Apple. Luckily for their son, uh, his name's uh, Moses, not Orange or Carrot. And who could forget Prince Michael? Paris Michael and Prince Michael II, affectionately called Blanket. The Jacksons love their royalty-themed names. Uh, Jermaine Jackson obviously thinks his son, Your Majesty, is fit to be a king. And in more baby news, who's having babies or not? Ronan Keating has been uh, tricked into admitting his X Factor co-host Guy Sebastian's having a baby. Ronan appeared on Guy the... Guy Sebastian's co- pregnant? <laughs> what? <laughs> 
Ronan appeared on the Kyle and Jackie O show this morning and was led to reveal the baby news by host Kyle Sandylands and Jackie O, who suggested the magazines had already reported it last week. While there have been rumours that Guy and his wife Jules Egan are expecting nothing's been confirmed, speaking from LA, Sebastian uh, did little to dent the rumours that uh, stopped short. he stopped short from confirming, saying, you can write what you want. I'm definitely not adding anything to that rumour, he said. News.com.au report sources um, say the couple is in talks to make an exclusive announcement announcement in an exclusive paid women's magazine interview. The couple were reportedly paid more than $100,000 for an exclusive uh, on their wedding in 2008. And you know what else? What, well, last The last baby news, it's all been nudity and babies this time. Mm-hmm. It was the coolest pregnancy announcement in the history of celebrity baby bumpdom. But Beyonce's uh, MTV VMA's stunt might have been bogus. Celebrity bloggers MediaTakeout.com have accused the pop star of wearing a fake baby belly when she unveiled her pregnancy on stage at the awards about two weeks ago. Um, Insiders claim that Beyonce is in fact pregnant, but that she's not in her second trimester. She's only a little bit more than eight weeks pregnant, the website reports. According to the top media insider, Beyonce wore a prosthetic tummy to the awards to give her bump a boost. She wanted the announcement to be dramatic, says says the snitch, so she made sure she had a big baby bump. And that is your gossip for another week on the Roundup on Joy 94.9. Now, something on the Beyonce baby thing, I think that she'd have to be in her second trimester. Something I learned from the Danny Minogue book was that the media cannot report upon pregnancies before eight weeks. That is fact. Fact, people. Fact. Now, are you a man who's experienced sexual harassment in the workplace? If so, we want to hear from you at 0427JOY949. Hello, this is Maria Venudian, darlings. You're listening to Australia's first and only gay and lesbian radio station, Joy 94.9. Oh dear, oh Maria. That was the roundup for another week. Thank you to the gorgeous X Factor star Paige Phoenix for chatting to us. You can find him on Facebook, um, Paige Elliott Phoenix, um, and also on YouTube, uh, Noki Bloke, so N-O-K-I-E-B-L-O-K-E. Thank you to Rob for wonderful program support. Thank you to everybody who messaged us in, as did Scott. He says, uh, hi, guys. Uh, great interview with Paige. Uh, cheers, Scott. Uh, thank you to everybody who messaged and we didn't have a chance to read out your messages. Thanks to you, Mike. Thanks to you, Ali. Oh, it's been great having you back from holidays this week. Oh, it's been great being back, pushing the buttons, getting them all wrong. Oh, I love it when you push my buttons. Oh. Hello to all of our new Facebook friends. You can visit us on Facebook for more opinionated current affairs and news throughout the week. Go to facebook.com forward slash the roundup on joy 94.9. We've got to get out of here to make way for the Spirit Lounge. Uh, we'll be back next Monday at 8 o'clock. This track is uh, Tell Me, Does She Love is the Bass? It's so hard to satisfy your senses. You found out to love me. You have to climb some fences. Scratching and crawling. Hello, my name is Renee Geyer, and I support Australia's first gay and lesbian radio station, Joy 94.9.
94.9. To find out more about Joy 94.9, check out joy.org.au. Thanks for listening to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.